Welcome to Best Served, a podcast recognizing unsung hospitality heroes. Join Chef Jensen Cummings as he chops it up with industry leaders about the humans who've impacted their lives and careers. From childhood guides, to ass-kicking mentors, to the team members in the trenches that make it all happen. Help us celebrate these rock stars by sharing our show and nominating your own unsung hospitality heroes. Connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Now here is your host. What's up, everybody? Jensen Cummings. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Today is Best Served Podcast 337. 337. Meet the team with Sophie Breaker. What an absolute honor this episode is. Tell your best story, episode number nine. It's a little mini-series as I want all of you to meet the people that are behind the scenes so often making all of what best served possible. Uh, Even right now, I was supposed to take that uh, banner off and Sophie's behind the scenes and did it. She cannot help but show run the show because that is who Sophie is. And uh, Sophie, you know, is our... Best Served Together Trailblazer, the director of the More Voices Initiative, where we're really trying to bring more voices in the culinary narrative. And as somebody who has really steered everything you've seen and heard from Best Served over the last year plus, year and a half. So, Sophie, I'm going to add Sophie to the stream. Usually Sophie adds, what's going on, Sophie? And look, look what I can do, Sophie. I'm going to move you over here. Magical. And I'm going to throw up, look at this, that... Yes, look at all this. I'm doing stuff. Sophie is so proud of me and rolling her eyes at the same time. Uh, The two of us have been quite the dynamic duo of running this show for so long. (laughs) She did that. I didn't. No hands. Uh, For a year and a half, been figuring out how to do what it is that we do. And so I just wanted to thank you first and then introduce you to everybody because you are the one that makes so much of this work. And, you know, I think some people who've watched the show for a long time, you've popped on here or there. You and I have talked before. The robots have crashed and I've completely not been able to finish a show because I got booted off the internet and you finished shows. So the diehard Best Served fans will know all about Sophie Breaker. But for everybody now, give us a little background. You know, you got a, a little bit of a footing in the industry. And uh, so I'm interested, we'll touch on that a little bit, but you know, where are you from? What was the trajectory? What were you like as a kid? Give us any of the tidbits. I don't know. <laughs> cool. I'm going to switch the things now. Oh yeah. Okay. Look at that. Um, I'm from Colorado Springs. I, uh, I was a military kid. So we ended up there after um, moving around a bunch. And I decided in high school that I wanted to be a baker, a pastry chef. Um, and I wanted to go, my big dream was working at the White House as the pastry chef at the White House. I didn't even know that. That's great. Yeah. I worked for um, a couple of places down in Colorado Springs, one in high school and one um, in the summer between college. I went to Johnson Wales University while it was still up here in Denver. And um, I learned kind of quickly that I wasn't going to be able to bake the way that I wanted to. Um, I have a chronic illness that really limits my ability to stand for more than eight hours, which in the industry is. I remember uh, I used to sneak cliff bars into the walk-ins because like in my pants, because I would need to have a snack. Otherwise I'd be like 
so busy. (laughs) It was such a problem. Um, And so I had already switched to media instead of um, a different major. And then I just kind of continued the switch over and got my media degree, but did quite a few, like I almost finished the baking degree. Um, I just had a few things left um, that I ended up not being able to do, um, which was heartbreaking, but then it ended up um, leading me here. Um, It worked out somehow it worked out. And I think your, your love of baking is something that has played out in multiple ways in what we've done with Best Serve. And so to give everyone a little bit of background, uh, the, I think it's the alumni department or whatever it is that, that connects interns with Johnson & Wales. I had had Johnson & Wales interns at, at my restaurants, in the kitchen, out front, in all kinds of different capacities. Also food science and nutrition with, with some of the uh, fermentation stuff that I've done. And they reached out and said, we're trying to do these virtual internships. They didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what that meant. Uh, and I said, well, look, I'm doing this podcast thing right now. I don't know if there's something there. You know, I'm just doing this Facebook live podcast video cast thing. And they connected me with you, right? Samantha Strom connected me with you. I was like, I don't know what we're doing. I'm just going live on Facebook. Maybe there's something here. I don't know. And you sent me your information. And this is funny because we talked about with Corey. I never looked at Corey's resume. I never looked at your resume. Uh, I just looked at Corey's and listened to Corey's podcast. And you, at the bottom of your email, had a link to a blog. What's the blog called? Need to sleep. But it's spelled <laughs> like, like need, how you need a brain. Need, though. It's yeah. adorable. Mm-hmm. And read a, a couple pieces on you just going to bakeries, right? And I was like, that's it. I don't care what your other background is. I just care that you're a communicator, you're a storyteller. And you care about telling stories about bakeries. That's all I needed to know. And I was like, let's do this, whatever this is. And we started working on Best Served. I totally am interested in those early days. You came on around episode of the video cast, maybe what, like 100? Uh, No, 60. It was Tahaji Cook. Taj Cook. Somewhere in the 60. Ming Tsai? It was before Ming Tsai. It was just before Ming Tsai. All right. We'll get the exact number. I don't know what it is. But early on, I had done like 60 of those. Plus, we had 37 of the audio exclusive podcasts that started all of this. And so, you know, at least I was humming along a little bit. Still no idea what we were doing. We're on a platform called Be Live, right? That was cut out in the middle all the time. People would turn into robot voice. And uh, so we would you used to great. check your, you had a headphone on and you would check to make sure your sound sounded right. It was so, it was so bad. Uh, and all the time I'd have to reset and then it would disappear. Mm-hmm. I would disappear and then we'd start again or I'd boot the guest off. They'd come back. So it was just early days. And we just started saying damn robots. Every time something goes wrong on our team with the technology, it's just the damn robots. And so those were those early days. I'm just interested, like let everyone know, what, what was that like? <laughs> Jumping into this thing that, that now has turned into best served, early days. Uh, well, I felt super duper lucky to have, I had no trajectory and then, and then COVID hit 
and I was living at my parents and I had no idea what I was going to do. And I had no jobs and I had like, I, I thought I was going to go to grad school and then I didn't get in anywhere. I was like, wow, oh, you found this. I was in this class with uh, Samantha Strom and she uh, had just had a conversation with me about making a digital website um, to show off my work. And uh, then she emailed me later that night saying, I just heard from this chef. Um, you should send him your stuff. And then I sent that email that night. You got back to me like 30 minutes later. Um, and then it was like, let's go. Let's go. Literally, like within the weekend, we had an interview. I did an audit of what was happening. And then I started on Monday. Um, and that is how fast we move. That is no joke. This is how fast we do a lot of things. Uh, yeah, I was just super into it. And it's funny that 30 minutes later, our, our whole team is so rapid response. Like, it's, I'm always so impressed because we just believe in like communicating. We'll even tell somebody, like, hey, I can't get back to you right now. I'll get back to somebody and tell them I can't get back to them just to let people know they're out there. So I, I know you're sending this. You're like, who the hell is this person? I guess I'm going to send them my stuff. And then, you know, you see it all the time, especially with internships. And then like a week and a half goes by, and you don't get a response and you just feel like shit. Like I put myself out there to like try and, you know, get some more education, better myself, get a job, whatever. And they don't have the decency to get back to me. I like, it feels so bad. So I remember those feelings. And so I'm just, that's where that comes from. Just so you know, the rapid response and and yeah, I was like, let's let's do it. And we just started producing this show. And you got into the into the back of the studio and started getting to StreamYard and moving around camera angles and adding banners. Mm -hmm. So and typing all the timestamps into Facebook. Timestamping, yes. Sarah Carpenter, who's now back working with us on the publishing side of the 86 challenge, had saw some early episodes and said, uh can I do some like writing of these? And she did these top five takeaways and you kind of ran with that. And we're doing the top five takeaways of shows, time stamping. Wow. Love all that. All right. Let's get more. Let's get more contemporary. That was at, let's say episode 60 that you count on. This is episode 337. Mm -hmm. We went what over five months without missing a day, seven days a week that we are streaming this show, hundreds and hundreds, over 400 guests that we've interacted with. What's been your experience of meeting these people, hearing so many stories? You know, it's like you're not here with me talking to them, yet you're in the background absorbing all of their stories. What's that been like? Any any that maybe stand out for you? Give us an idea of the stories, the people that you've gotten to interact with. Yeah, I think I think I'm not as much of a talker, so it's honestly like so nice to just kind of absorb it. There's been so many things just like when we do real estate, I've learned so many things across the board, P&Ls, like real estate stuff, food trucks. Um, like you've, got, you've gotten an MBA in restaurant just by show running this right. show. Yeah. Right. I mean, we went in the beginning, we didn't really have like any focal points. So we kind of just right. went all over back and forth school gardens, uh like just whoever would talk to so much i learned about beer that i like was like this still doesn't make me like beer but it's cool to know oh, um it was 
you know, and then slowly in October, we did Restaurant Marketing Week, which was really cool. I think that was when we started doing a little bit more focused stuff. And yeah. then we kept going down that road. And then we did all of the news um, with um, Doris and Ken. And then with, um, mm -hmm. with... Not the news. Best Served New for Everybody, which was a series we did uh, to coach up young uh, entrepreneurs, food entrepreneurs, restaurant entrepreneurs in who've been open for a while or who are trying to open. So we did three of those. Definitely, let's make sure to link that up. Best Served New, Ken and Doris from Meta Asian Kitchen, uh, Ching Ren Hugh from uh, uh, Look Who's Cooking, and Eric. Eric Davies from, <laughs> you got it. Yes, and what's the new one? The the Buzz Burgers has since uh, started a second food truck. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so that was a very cool series. Yeah, that got us a little more focused, a little more, that was, you know, 10 and eight part series. So pretty in depth versus just like pop onto a show and then and get them out of here. So there's some recurring content. When I got to meet Ching, it was so amazing. It was like, I've, I know you because I mm. sat in the back of every single episode and we've talked like two times, but you don't know me at all, um, which is so funny because sometimes you'll mention me and I don't think people believe that I'm actually back here. But I, am. <laughs> right. but, um, I have to tell the guests when the guests and I are talking pre-show pre basically, and I can see your little like thumbnail down below kind of in the production side of the studio. You're always giving me hand gestures. We have all these different hand signals. Wi-Fi. Yeah, so wi -Fi. Sometimes when I'm rambling on, Sophie will be like, come on, let's go, let's go. Let let's them go. talk, let them talk. Get to the next point. Uh, lots of head nodding, lots of finger pointing. That's a good one. Yeah, so That makes sense. Uh -huh. It's yeah. funny. So Sophie is behind reinforcing or getting me to move on with, with the topic. So you don't listen to it all the time. Yeah. Don't. Let's say, hey Sophie, let's get that linked up. I'm not talking to my imaginary friend. This is Sophie who will be linking up those comments, making sure that people are tagged in those episodes. Uh, and then I want to get kind of even more current. In May, we made a big shift in, in our approach and we did Mental Health Awareness Month. And we did a whole campaign the entire month with over a dozen different collaborating entities. And we were doing clubhouses, articles, video casts, you know, all kinds of content everywhere that people interact, Instagram takeovers. We were out there to communicate about this very important topic of mental health in the restaurant, food, beverage, hospitality industry. And that was amazing in and of itself. What it did for us is recognize our ability to, and yours especially to organize the organizers, something we're getting known for very much so, and to be able to thread together, weave together all these different storylines, all these different narratives, all these different people's initiatives to kind of bring them to the table together to amplify their kind of cumulative messages. And so now that's a very big focus. That's that's what we realized we were built to do is to create the infrastructure and framework where all those amazing stories, all those amazing people can kind of hang over the top of that. Uh, Mental Health Month, kind of what, uh, I mean, it was just you and I and Corey a little bit, like that was wild, wild that we actually got four weeks of content produced. What was that like? Well, the collaborators were really on top of it. And, and at the time I didn't think they were. But now I'm like, wow, they were so on top of it. Um, 
I think, I mean, I remember getting email threads about we are working with um, Hassel Avilas and we're going to work with um, Laura and with Chow and with um, all these people. And I was like, what is this thing that we're doing? Like, we're just finishing new. Like, I don't understand what we're doing. And then we put together the summit, which I think was the first time we ever had, had like nine or 10 people in a, in a stream yard room talking about what they wanted to talk about. And we ended up being able to put together enough content for four weeks each week based on something like tied together. You know, it wasn't just random. I mean, it was kind of- Yeah. And it I mean, was more focused than random. And then we get, I mean, we brought in, you know, Patrick Mulvaney from I Got Your Back Project and Mulvaney BNL out in Sacramento, an absolute leader in the space. Cecilia Villas from Not 9 to 5 Org, Aaron Boyle from Culinary Hospital Outreach and Wellness. Uh, Lara, the Latin American recovery group that uh, Angel and Tuto Taveras are doing so much on. Kat Kinsman from Food and Wine Magazine, the Chefs with Issues. follows me on Instagram now. I was like, oh. Kat Kinsman so cool. follows Sophie Breaker on Instagram. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. And we just brought all these people together. Uh, Zia Sheik from Restaurant After Hours. Yeah. Maria Campbell from Cooks Who Care, just so many people were able to contribute in this way. And we just realized the power of bringing people together and our strength of, again, organizing the organizers and getting all of these groups together to be able to, to share in a way that no individual group can do on their own. And I think that's that was really motivating and powerful. Mm -hmm. And so now content campaigns is what you're mostly going to see from us. We focus on a topic, on something that's important to us, something that we think is interesting, something that we think will move the industry towards you know a more equitable, profitable, sustainable model, core value of ours. And now we're talking about blitz campaign. We call it the blitz. We're everywhere for four weeks. And we're talking about 422 pieces of content across yeah. a dozen platforms with over a dozen collaborators and their distribution mm -hmm. from articles and memes and infographics and video casts, <laughs> clubhouses, all of the things. Uh, it is a massive undertaking. And we're building we so many. I mean, we didn't come up with that number. You were like, hey, <laughs> we're going to do 400 pieces of content. Just like with the 86 challenge, you're like, hey, let's do 100 articles. And I was like, ah. Yes. So we did 86 instead. We did 86 articles over 86 days, paying a writer $86. It flows much better than the, the 100 number. Uh, okay. Yes, this is kind of what I do, everybody. I set a, a ridiculously lofty aspirational goal to try and change the game completely. Almost every day. Almost I mean, every day. We just had a conversation in a different uh, team meeting where you said we were going to do 45 collaborators in a yeah. campaign. We're doing and like 15 you can in see a campaign. My face just. Oh. Well, yeah. God. Let me rework the numbers. It's a lot to manage that many people uh, into content for sure. Just to give you some context, we're doing like 15 right now in a campaign coming out with our friends at In the Weeds, who are actually a nonprofit partner where the the uh, money flows to the writers through In the Weeds for the 86-86-86 challenge. And we're focusing on heritage and this concept of menu meeting where we're really kind of sitting down at the table with the chefs and understanding the the future of the industry what's about to happen that you would do in a sit down pre-shift 
we're saying what's about to happen in the industry as we go into the next service being the next generation the new way we're going to approach food beverage and hospitality and so we're <laughs> we're doing all that and somehow this team continues to make it happen and we just had a team meeting right there's i think now like 16 people that are that are that are part of the best served team that are contributing in different ways and today specific for this in the weeds campaign there's 9 10 11 of our team that are going to be interacting on this one campaign and we had the team together talking about what's the publishing team going to do what's the clubhouse team going to do what's the design team going to do and your job is to make sure all of us are in the right place at the right time and that is a massive responsibility because none of this happens if you're not able <laughs> to Thanks. puppeteer <laughs> us hit and hurt us and no make sure we're no pressure at all. No Sophie Breaker is the single most important person in <laughs> Best Serve's ability to do what it does. Um, there, there you go, hmm. Sophie. Uh, you have risen to that challenge time and time again. Uh, and so, you know, what are you what are you most excited about, or what are you most petrified about with kind of what happens next for us in bringing massive amounts of people and stories to the forefront? Um. It's it's funny because we were just on a different team meeting with Cali Barbecue and their team. Um, and, Clubhouse, yes. Uh, I I think I came across in my talking as <clears throat> being. Um, uh, I said I was kind of terrified of the amount <laughs> of stuff we were doing, and they all kind of looked at me like, "Huh?" And I was like, "You don't get it." <laughs> um, so, I think. My challenge, my main challenge is remembering not to be, you know, you're very lofty and I'm very realistic. And my challenge is to yeah. not be 100% realistic all the time. Because right. somehow it's so annoying. <laughs> These things happen. Uh -huh. like, they still happen, even though it's so unrealistic. Yeah. The 86 challenge is still happening. Even though for the first two weeks, I was like, we're going to crash and burn. This is all going to be terrible. It's not going to work out. Oh, my God. Um, yep. And somehow, we're on like day 20 of it or something. And, um, and amazing stories. Yeah, I mean, I've been so you know, unbelievably impressed with people. Every time you give people an opportunity to mm -hmm. truly share, to speak their truth, mm -hmm. they do. They just do. And so... No, and I'm always I'm always grateful and thankful. Like I am so ridiculously lofty and visionary, and I expect that most of the things that I imagine will never happen. Yet I also appreciate you going with me on that to just say you you are so realistic, you are so grounded, you are so well. I don't know if that's going to work out, and I'm like it probably won't. We're going to try it anyway, and you've continued to try, and you've continued to allow yourself to fail we've had lots of micro failures we also just make like we just make and we break everything and we figure out how to build it anew into something that we can truly believe in and that others can believe in that supports them and that's what i've been so impressed with you on because that's really hard it's much easier to do the safe thing it's much easier to do the calculated thing and you've continued to push your own boundaries of that and so i appreciate that and i want everybody to know how that's what has helped lead to what we have and what we're building today. And, you know, the thing about it for you, too, is you care so much that so often you're like, I think 
everything is going to fall apart. And I have to sometimes say, and Sophie, we can just let that go. And, you know. <laughs> it's so hard. So I was such a perfectionist in high school and right. college yeah. that, like, I if I had seen myself doing this job in my, like, freshman year of college, I'd be like, oh, my God, you just do things? What are you talking about? You haven't planned this? Jensen yeah. doesn't write down questions before interviews. What is he doing? No. Oh. No. And it's it's so funny because I love a plan. I'm so interesting because I love a plan, yet I also recognize that you could take we could have taken 5 months to build a good plan and then we never would have made. And instead we've made 337 episodes. And if you watch old episodes, they're bad. They just are. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. The technology is horrible. The lighting is horrible. Remember the camera I used to use that's on my laptop that's at the bottom of the laptop? You could see yeah, my your hands. typing. It was just, but it didn't matter. It got us to this point. And sometimes we do double work or triple work or quadruple work because it's like, oh, if we only planned this, we wouldn't have to undo the thing we did and remake it and then turn it into this and then put it on a new platform to then have a software that blah, 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 blah. We wouldn't have to do that yet. We never would have gotten to that point. We'd still be planning. And I think that's what a lot of people do. They're still planning. And so the fact that we are able to make, and we don't go completely blind into it. We do have some strategy. We just don't have very many concise tactics around it. So I appreciate it. And I know how difficult that can be for you sometimes, but that's why we're here. So everybody, Sophie Breaker, is the reason that you get so much amazing content. Ooh, look at that. Look at, still producing. I was supposed to push the buttons and you were just supposed to be the guest. Still producing. Best served together, trailblazer. Truly, you are the trailblazer. You're the one that uh, allows so much of this to happen and so many voices, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people and soon to be thousands and thousands of people get to share their voice because you're willing. 100%, you are a big part of that because you're willing to push past your perfectionism, to push past your rational brain and, and do something that can actually change and affect people's lives. And uh, I can't wait to see what we do next, Sophie. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Sophie Breaker has got lots of work to do. We're going to get Sophie out of here now. And everybody, listen, meet the team. Best Served Podcast, episode 337. Tell your best story always. And Sophie is absolutely telling her best story and making sure that all of you get to tell your best story. And uh, I'm truly grateful for the team that we have. Watch out for the Meet the Team series. I wanted to make sure that kind of our core team, the core four especially, got uh, to be introduced to all of you. We're going to have way more people added to this because I think it's important for all of you to know the people that are behind the scenes bringing your stories, your message, your work to the forefront and that are absolutely the catalyst for our mission to amplify the worth and work of those who feed their community. That's it. Great episode. Appreciate you all. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Best Served Podcast. Subscribe to our show and connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Tune in next week to discover more unsung hospitality heroes.